So the question is, is the U.S. dollar in crisis? And the answer is, yes, it is. You might not yet be able to see that crisis, but when do you want to know about it? That's what we're going to talk about today. Coming up. You ask me questions about what's happening in the currency markets, what's happening with all the downgrades, because Moody's just came out and downgraded like 10 regional banks and put six regional, uh, six large banks on credit watch. So they want us to think that March and April were just isolated incidents, but they're not. And we've always said they're not. And now that's starting to unfold again. Now, how does that tie in with the currency crisis? Well, the banks are there to create money by loaning it into existence. Yeah, so the banks are there to loan money into existence, but with all of the tightening credit and with the problems throughout the entire banking sector, they don't, because the value of the assets that they're holding, the bonds, are down so much because the interest rates are up so much, that's creating a big, huge problem in their ability to create more dollars. Somebody's got to create those dollars. Well, yeah, the Treasury's doing that, right? By borrowing into existence in this quarter at least a trillion new dollars. So what does that do to all the dollars that are already out there? I mean, there isn't an obvious currency crisis, but there's absolutely a currency crisis because there's no purchasing power left in the currency. The only thing holding it together is the public confidence in the currency, and that's waning. And, oh, by the way, what we're also seeing these days is an uptick in commodity prices like oil and even gold, right? So the inflation that is supposedly, and we're gonna get the CPI, the new CPI tomorrow, which doesn't mean anything because they just juggle those numbers anyway. And then it's shocking that, oh, this is what was anticipated and this was happening. What a coincidence, right? Not. Um, but uh, what I expect to see between now and the first of the year is heating up of the inflation because oil is up and OPEC plus, which includes Russia, right? They've cut back production. There are no new drills coming online, oil drilling fields coming online. That means that the price of oil is going to go up at the gas pumps. That's already started happening. That's what people notice. They notice the food inflation, which is huge. And they notice the, uh, the inflation at the pumps. So is there a crisis in the U.S. dollar? 100% because what's the only thing that's left that's holding it together is public confidence. And if they can't mask that, then the public knows what's going on. The Ponzi scheme is over. That's the only thing that's holding it together. And once that's gone, it can go very, very quickly. You mentioned Moody's. How many grading services are there? Well, there are many, but there are three key grading services. S&P that downgraded the U.S. debt in 2011 when they had the debt ceiling debate then. Fitch 
which just downgraded the U.S. Uh, credit rating, and Moody's. Those are the three key credit rating agencies. So two out of three have downgraded the U.S. Correct. And then the third one just downgraded a whole bunch of the regional banks, 10 regional banks. And PacWest is being absorbed into another bank. So that's a regional bank that's going away, another bank failure. So it ain't over. Though you're not really hearing a whole lot about it because they don't want the public to realize that another bank has just failed. So what do you see happening with regional banks in the future with this downgrade? Well, I think I think all of the banks, not just the regional banks, um, are, I mean, they're all in deep trouble. And that that's really, I think, what very well may cause the Fred, the Fed pivot to lower rates, because if they keep raising rates or even if they keep them up at this level, the value of all of their assets, all of their assets, all of their debt assets, so all the treasuries, all the mortgages, all the loans, all the credit card loans that they've securitized, the auto loans that they've securitized, the student loans that have been securitized. And when I say security, securitized, what those are, uh, debt instruments that have been turned into products and sold to you, right? Um, that That's what's really, I think, going to cause the pivot if they push it too far. And they may have already pushed it too far, but there's a lag in there. And so we'll see. But that's kind of an indication that that lag is having a very negative effect on a broader market for the banks. But that's true in all the banks, even JP Morgan. All that, all those bonds and all that debt that there were issued in 15 years of zero interest rate policy, they're all underwater in a very big way. And when you say pivot, you mean lower rates? Correct. Yes. Pivots. So from raising rates, even keeping them higher for longer, I'm talking about lowering the rates. Why do they raise rates versus lowering rates back and forth to begin with? It's a way to regulate the rate and speed of inflation. The problem is, and why it's not, I mean, it appears to be working on the headline, but that's more about the oil than anything else, right? Um, so that's what's making it look like inflation is more under control, but darned if that quote unquote core inflation isn't stickier. Why? It's because the dollar has lost so much of its value and we are at the end of this life cycle, period. I mean, period. You have no value left and you have no tools to regulate the rate and speed of that loss because there's virtually no purchasing power left. That's what the interest rates are about. And that's what they attempt to do. That's, that's the main tool. That and confidence are the two key tools. And you remember, it was June of last year when global central banks essentially gave away market confidence in the central banks that they would do what they say they're going to do. And remember how I, that was a big deal. I, I couldn't believe that they would just so easily give that confidence away. What? Did they want another crisis? The answer is yes. What do you see happening when they lower rates? <laughs> I see inflation speeding up again. And I think we're going to see that anyway, no matter what happens with rates.
What do you see happening after that? I see uh, that this is really when will the public realize that the central banks aren't fixing anything because it's not their job to fix it for the public. It's their job to stay in control. That's what they're doing it for. But um, I see a, a rapid loss of trust and confidence in the central banks and the money in the system. And um, personally, I believe we've already begun the trek in hi- into hyperinflation. What typically happens first when the public starts to lose confidence? Well, you know, one of the things that they don't want to do is, well, they don't want to save the money, right? There's virtually no savings anyway, but there could be more runs on the bank. You're going to see more runs on the banks. And with the 24-7 instant access, that makes that a whole lot harder to control. But I do think that you'll see more runs on the banks as people get that their money's not safe in there and that it's not buying you as much. So we could well see if, if those people are not buying on credit but have savings in the bank, right? Uh, then we could see an uptick in consumer spending because they're trying to get rid of the dollars into something, anything that might hold more value. The smart people, the ones that are paying attention, are already converting their debt money into good money, gold and silver. I mean, that's what the global central banks are doing. First half of this year, they bought more gold ever in history. Gee, why are they doing that? Who knows more about money than the central banks? So, and you know, I definitely believe that you should always do what the smartest guys on any given topic are doing for themselves. Thanks, Lynette. You're welcome.